Mrs. Fuse Box, number 127, Psychorelic Con Job. And you are just one mushroom over the line. And just three mushrooms away from our grand prize giveaway. This fabulous new car. Man, if we're only that easy. Yeah, it's not. I don't care how many mushrooms you take. Are you feeling it, friends? That strange, disassociated, somewhat drunk with nostalgia feeling? Like somehow you're watching the whole life experience from some other place? Like Altoona, or...? Perhaps. Hello, friends, and welcome in to this, the 127th edition of Fusebox, intoxicatingly entitled, Psychorelic Con Job, and we will uh, endeavor to explain all of that soon, I assure you. I am your cleaning a magic carpet with a can of foaming goo... <laughs> host, Mark Rose, and over there, ever shrouded in a fog of mystery. Is that what it is? You know, I I thought it was coming from this vape. (coughs) The undisputed (coughs) king of crosstalk, Milt Keynes, everybody. Thank you kindly. So, should I break out the good stuff then? I mean... Uh... You know, since we're doing the whole psychedelic, psychorelic experience thing, I mean... Well, what... Because, you know, we always want to be accurate when we're... Perhaps I should, uh, explain the, uh, title's reference, or, uh, should I say, uh, references. Maybe. Yeah. Well, actually, it, it was all inspired by a series of things recently, which all sort of culminated in this uh, impressionistic inspiration, you might say. Uh, It actually all started with strawberries. Yeah, I'm going to need some enhancement, I think. With all the oddball stuff coming from uh, the orange guy of late, particularly the uh, on-again, off-again stance in terms of uh, foreign policy, it uh, inspired a notion uh, regarding another guy in charge, once, a captain who at one point assembled the entire crew of a naval battleship in the wee hours of the morning to, quote, get to the bottom, end quote, of the alleged missing strawberries that he was sure were eaten by a crew member without his consent. As a matter of actual fact, wasn't this whole fuss over a quart of strawberries? Pilfering of food in large amounts or small is one of the most serious occurrences on board ship. Yes, but didn't you learn the mess boys had eaten the strawberries and that you were conducting a search for an imaginary key? I repeat, the key was not imaginary. And I don't know anything about mess boys eating strawberries. Captain, have you no recollection of a conversation with an Ensign Harding just prior to his leaving the cane? What about it? Well, didn't Ensign Harding tell you that the mess boys ate the strawberries? That right there was from 1954's Kane Mutiny, starring Humphrey Bogart, in a scene there with uh, the great Jose Ferrer, taken from Herman Woke's book that uh, was based on actual situations he had uh, experienced as a naval officer. And uh, I think he got a 
Pulitzer out of that one, too, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, yeah. Isn't that the one where uh, Bogart's character... Captain Queeg? Yeah, Queeg. Doesn't he have these, like, uh, metal ball bearings or something that he's uh, always messing with all the time? The same, yeah. In times of stress, he jostles these metal balls, which uh, for Queeg is uh, pretty much all the time. Uh, but it really was an interesting character quirk. I mean, that guy had to be real. Must have been based on someone that uh, Woke observed in his tenure as a naval officer. So that's when you broke out the hookah and it all went paisley? Uh, sort of. Well, I started to think uh, deeply about denial. Or in the orange guy's case, implausible deniability. Where actual footage of statements or situations are categorically denied as if our eyes were lying to us. All right, well, so here's a case in point, all right? Uh, It's pretty current. Hurricane Dorian. So back on August 29th, uh, forecasts from uh, both the uh, European and uh, U.S. models that uh, showed the path of this beast to be kind of colliding directly with Florida at that time, even even central Florida, which which is really kind of unusual for this type of thing. But at that particular time, uh, Dorian was a uh, Category 5 hurricane. Which, according to the con man in chief, he had never heard of one. I never even knew a Category 5 existed. This has been a Category 5, which few people have ever even heard of. A Category 5. Nobody's ever heard of a 5 hitting land. Category 5 hurricane. Category 5. Never heard about Category 5s before. Got hit as a 5. Category 5 storm, which just literally never happens. So we've never seen it actually touch down as a Category 5. People have never seen anything like that. Right. Despite the fact that there have been, uh, let's see, during his term in office so far, I think maybe three, maybe more. <laughs> well, Puerto Rico was one. <laughs> well, he definitely wants to disremember that one. Right. So he goes on the tweet thing and states that Dorian is now going to threaten Georgia and Alabama, as projected by the National Weather Service, which, as you might have suspected, tends to send an alarm to those fine folks living in that area to start maybe boarding up their homes and start making evacuation plans. Perfectly normal, perfectly natural thing to do. Except that it wasn't true. The NWS immediately responded, like within 20 minutes of his tweet with, and I'm quoting, Alabama will not see any impacts from Dorian. We repeat, no impacts from Hurricane Dorian will be felt across Alabama. The system will remain too far east, end quote. So a day or two later, (laughs) Orange Guy (laughs) trots out this chart showing the projected trajectory that was issued by the National Weather Service in which parts of central Florida are highlighted by this white outline. But (laughs) added to this chart, with what appears to be a somewhat crudely drawn extension to the boundaries flowing into Georgia and Alabama, which clearly were not part of the National Weather Service chart. Yeah, they used a better Sharpie. I, I mean... Ah, but the strawberries, that's, that's where I had them. They laughed at me and made jokes, but I proved beyond the shadow of a doubt and with, with geometric logic 
that a duplicate key to the wardrobe icebox did exist. And I'd have produced that key if they hadn't pulled the cane out of action. Uh, I know now they were only trying to protect some fellow officer. And Seriously, how do you look at this stuff and not say to yourself, this guy is incapable of admitting an error? It would have been somewhat okay to just say, oops, sorry. I, th- I thought it was headed there, really, I did. My bad. Instead, it never happened, folks. Pay no attention to the man behind the weather chart. Or, or perhaps, we're just all under some mass delusion. Well, could happen. Might even be cool, I don't know. I don't know. It's pretty other. With the way reality is viewed by the White House these days, it's like, I don't know, we're in some kind of Lewis Carroll fantasy. You know, where up is down and one plus one equals ostrich. Where somehow, even when everybody around the situation knows and sees that it's actually the opposite of what's being stated is true, nothing is done. No, it never happened. Please move along. Nothing to see here. Yep. Yeah, it's a heady cocktail of lies and deception. You know, we've still got, what, roughly 14 months till the uh, great call to action on voting day. So, who knows? Maybe this will just be a bad fever dream and uh, we'll all wake up. So, is there a good fever dream? Oh, I'm sure there is, man. Uh, mine might be a little little different than yours. <laughs> That's for damn sure. For one thing, mine wouldn't have any hairy, bug-eyed rodents flying around. Your point is? Of course, by then, everything's kind of dried on and gluey. TheFuseBoxShow.com Speaking of Mar-a-Lago, uh, have we got a couple of interesting news items here. Oh, gosh, have we got them. Okay, so police were responding to a call about a possible overdose when they made a very interesting discovery. According to the report, a man was caught with five ecstasy pills that were the color orange and formed in the shape of President Donald Trump's face. Brendan Dolan, you like that one? Okay. Brendan Dolan King, 23, was charged with possession of a controlled substance in uh, Clearwater, Florida. I used to live around those areas right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He had the uh, ecstasy pills hidden inside an air vent inside his home, according to uh, the arrest report from the Pinellas County Sheriff's Office. A spokesperson for the Clearwater Police Department told ABC News that Officers occasionally find ecstasy pills in different shapes, including ones featuring a a Batman or Superman logo. However, he added, we have not seen one in this shape before. Police also allegedly found a tan powder in the air vents that was later positively identified as fentanyl uh, through lab testing. Testing also confirmed that the Trump-shaped tablets were in fact MDMA, commonly known as ecstasy. 
according to police. Yeah, the powder was formed in the shape of Fox News. <laughs> Can you imagine? I mean, just, just, for, just for a second, just think of the person who made the mold that the pills were formed in. I, just, I, I mean, that takes some planning, right? Some skill. Some orange paint. Lots, Lots of, of orange, orange paint. paint. Yeah, the mind boggles. But not nearly enough bogglement. How about this one? A man was arrested this week on burglary charges after he rode a horse to break into a house. Security footage captured Lonnie Maddox, nicknamed The Rooster, <laughs> walking around outside the victim's property. Maddox was accompanied by Angel, a brown horse. As uh, Angel wandered away, Maddox can be seen opening the property's screen porch before then attempting to unlock the front door. Maddox eventually decided the, the approach was uh, futile and uh, opted to enter through a back window, according to deputies. After Maddox broke the back window, causing roughly $100 in damages, according to the Tampa Bay Times, the owner of the house... Steve Ferguson noticed the commotion on the security cameras and called authorities to report the incident. Quoting Steve here, Who takes a getaway horse to a robbery? <laughs> Maddox approached the police officers when they arrived to ask if they had seen his horse. He continued to express concern over the horse's whereabouts while being questioned by the authorities. The horse is mine. I've been trying to get to it, Maddox told the officers. Police later found the horse roughly two miles away from the house and returned it to its rightful owner. It's uh, unclear whether Maddox stole the horse or had obtained permission to ride it. <laughs> During interrogation, Maddox initially claimed that he was on the property because Angel had run loose and broken through a fence. But when deputies informed him that they were in possession of security footage, plainly showing him enter the house, Maddox changed his story and told authorities that he broke into the house because he was thinking about renting it and wanted to see the inside. Steve Ferguson then said, What are you doing in my house? The guy said, My horse broke into your house, mister, and I had to go in and get her. Ferguson responded with, Okay, so she broke into the gate, and then the porch, and then the house? After Maddox's arrest, uh, police conducted a background check on the accused and found that he had previously been found guilty of car theft, drug possession, and domestic battery. <laughs> Who takes a getaway horse to a robbery? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Well... This, this is just priceless. This is a great illustration of uh, what has become known around uh, here, anyway, as the Florida Con. Now, if you've listened to our humble program for a while, then you know of uh, what I speak. But, but it's a type of con where, and that's what makes it unique, friends, is that nobody wins. Not the con guy, not the con e. Nobody the remark that he broke into the house because he was thinking about renting it and wanted to see the inside, perfect. 
Perfect bad con. Absolutely. Seriously. You'd have to be on some kind of mystery drugs to bite on that. Or the... I work for the CIA. See my badge? It's a huge movie that's being planned. You're going to be hired as our chief audio guy. You're going to be at the ground floor of an amazing opportunity. And it's all hush-hush. Yeah, the folks at Procter & Gamble are working with the NSA. And I'm in just look at these IPOs and stock options. I'm actually a gangster working undercover for law enforcement. They call me the love duck. Look at this guitar. It was Paul McCartney's. He gave it to me. You know, that's pretty damn psychedelic right there, man. Every single one of those has happened to me in that place known as... No friends... No blotter acid was used in the making of this podcast. We promise. Whoa, there's a flashback. <laughs> uh, so you see, friends, this, this is why we lie awake at nights, weeping quietly to ourselves in our lonely rooms, asking, nay, begging for the answer to the question that screams in our heads like some crazed banshee we pleadingly ask what the fuck florida <laughs> thanks to our comrade in audio crime jeff pollard for his uh, eagle eye nesment isms in spotting these two choice contributions for us <laughs> well you know, pollard doesn't sleep so what better way to use the time you know you think PR here. We don't understand the news. We just break the news. Oh, that sounds great. So don't learn why it happened. PR PR. PR's reclaiming drugs and alcohol.org. PR 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 and crime. PR news. The always incendiary Frenende Nende Lemur. He's got a million of them, and you can find them all at archive.org. Link in the show notes, if you're so inclined. And why wouldn't you be? There is just there, countless hours of enjoyment. So, during these psychorelic con-job kind of days, it's reassuring to know that somewhere, level heads do often prevail. Sensible decisions are being made and good Positive, life-affirming things are moving forward, albeit silently, sometimes, under the radar. Free of the blazing stare of the voracious media creatures. But then there's this. A Roman Catholic school in Tennessee has banished J.K. Rowling's universally popular series of Harry Potter novels from its library shelves after its pastor took exception to their portrayal of magic, warning the spells and curses the author describes are real and, quote, risk conjuring evil spirits, end quote, when read. The Reverend Dan Rehill explained his decision in an email 
to the parents of students at St. Edward Catholic School in Nashville, Tennessee, declaring that he had uh, consulted with exorcists in the U.S. and at the Vatican before outlawing the seven-volume tale of the boy wizard's career at Hogwarts and his battle against Lord Voldemort and the forces of darkness. Quoting uh, the good reverend here, These books present magic as both good and evil, which is not true, but in fact a clever deception. The curses and spells used in the books are actual curses and spells, which when read by a human being, risk conjuring evil spirits into the presence of the person reading the text. Apparently, he wrote that in all seriousness, friends. Rebecca Hamill, the superintendent of schools for the Catholic Diocese of Nashville, told the Tennessean that the Reverend Rehill had indeed sent the email and uh, has the final say on the matter since the Catholic Church does not have an official position on Miss Rowling's best-selling series. Quoting Miss Hamill here, Each pastor has canonical authority to uh, make such decisions for his parish school, she said. He's well within his authority to act in that manner. The school has recently opened a new library for its students, Ms. Hamill explained, prompting the faculty to reassess its catalog. I know that in that process, they were going through and kind of weeding out some of the content in hopes of sprucing it up and improving the circulation, she said. Ms. Hamill did say the school would not stand in the way of students reading Harry Potter at their parents' discretion. Should parents deem that this or any other media to be appropriate, we would hope that they would just guide their sons and daughters to understand the content through the lens of our faith. We really don't get into censorship in such selections other than making sure that what we put in our school libraries is age-appropriate material for our classrooms. It uh, would clearly appear there that Miss Hamill has the aforementioned level head. Sounds like the reverend has appointed one. But you know what, man? In some ways, I kind of wish it were true. Can, can you imagine how easy it would be to, like, just change things around here? If all you had to do was read a passage from Harry Potter... Hell, man, I might even start reading again. <laughs> well, on the other hand, it could get real ugly real fast. People being turned into frogs and shit, buildings disappearing, and the, the whole... Uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Where Where can I get Where can I get You know that what? Story? I, I bet you Amazon has it. It's uh, it, Is it just the one book that has the spells? Or uh... I don't know, man. I'm pretty sure it's all of them. Now, speaking of mysterious things, our uh, last item here comes from now, friends. If you're a regular follower of this program, you know, you must know in your bones that I have great respect and admiration for uh, what I at least consider one of the greatest composers of the 20th century, Frank Zappa. Or uh, St. Francis, as he's known around here. (laughs) Indeed. Well, you also have no doubt heard stories regarding uh, miraculous apparitions of Jesus that have been reported forming in various foods from time to time, you know, cheese, uh, breakfast cereal, 
and uh, even, oh heaven forfend, a dog's posterior port, you could say. You could. I might just say a dog's asshole. And could. You would. And now, friends, adding to this aura of mystery and miraculous spectacle, a likeness has appeared of the one and only Frank Zappa. Definitely a sign that the great... Where was it? Well, giving undisputed evidence to the genius that... come on, man. Where'd the thing show up? I'm dying here. On a bathroom doorknob in Fairhope, Alabama. (laughs) Yeah, a chap named uh, Patrick Mutual made a public Facebook post recently offering incontrovertible photographic proof of his father's discovery of a Frank Zappa miracle bathroom doorknob. Now, I have a, a link in the show notes for you down there to uh, check out, as, as this is truly something to be seen, to be believed. And even then, I'm not so sure. Now, as uh, you can imagine, of course, Patrick here is uh, seeing an opportunity and selling his miraculous find on eBay. For the quaint sum of $25,000 plus $3.64 shipping. A doorknob for $25,000. You gotta be kidding me. Well, there is uh, an altruistic element here, Mr. Keynes. Uh, Mr. Mutual says he's committed 20% of the final sale price to benefit African children's charities. So... In that spirit, I hope he has a, 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 a bidding war. Christ on a cracker. So what you did there? Thing is, somebody's gonna buy it. Have you, uh, have you seen my, uh, my checkbook? And with that marvelous morsel of merriment, we shall toot our hookahs in a joyous noise as we squeeze through the cracks in the floorboards to avoid daylight but not before thanking our contributors to this edition of Fusebox, Nico Lane, Fernanda Nendi Lemur, and Sabra May. Yes, and but also, thanks to the monarch of meters over there, Milt Keynes, for technical assistance. The pleasure is always. Tumultuous thanks to you, friends, for bravely pushing play on this edition of the program. We do so appreciate it. And uh, just a reminder, if you have not already done so, please subscribe to the show wherever you have found it. Be it uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or the now-fabled Overnightscape Underground channel, unsug.com for short. It makes it downright effortless to receive this show that way. And uh, who the hell doesn't like effortless? Hmm? I ask. I have been your experienced but still waiting for the test results host, Mark Rowe, saying, until our next cartoon. Hey, I think I just saw the face of Jimmy Hoffa in my bong water. Phew.